It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 187, entitled What a Load of BF. It was recorded on Monday, the 29th of November, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, I'm joined by a panel of WordPress experts. The co-host this week is Michelle Frechette, but we're also joined by Ross Masali from Search and Filter Pro and Adrian Toby from Groundhog. There is no stop to the WordPress news. Each and every week, there's loads of it. And this week, we talk about the fact that 5.9 has been delayed. WordPress Core 5.9 coming out next year instead of in December. And there's a few tutorials that have come out from the team, including Anne McCarthy, explaining what is involved in the new version of WordPress. We also talk about the fact that there's some events coming up. Big Orange Heart are doing their Big Orange Heart State of the Heart. Big Orange Heart aren't the only people doing a state of something because also Matt Mullenweg is going to be doing a live event. It's happening live in New York, invite only, but you can watch it live as well. And so we discuss that. We also get into the subject of Thanksgiving and what we're thankful for this year. And there's some interesting commentary about that. Then we have quite a long debate all about the carbon footprint, the environmental impact that each and every one of us has by using the internet and building WordPress websites. We also talk about Black Friday deals. Did you get anything this year? Is there something that you got for yourself? Perhaps you've been preparing for Christmas. We talk about that at great length. And then finally, right before the end, we talk about the one. 1.2 million passwords that have been leaked over on the GoDaddy managed WordPress hosting cap platform this week. So that's it. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. And welcome. I am. Ah, oh, darn it. Ross is back. What, what I, was a, hoping to, I was hoping to introduce a chair. <laughs> I was going to say, what a way to make an entrance now. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who are listening, um, Ross, Ross just nipped out for a second whilst the video was on, and I was hoping to just sort of use that opportunity to introduce his chair. But no, this is the This Week in WordPress show. It's episode number 187. And as always, got loads of WordPressy stuff to talk about today. Some WordPress and some not WordPress, but lots and lots of stuff to talk about. And as always, again, joined by some fabulous guests. We've got one of us in Europe and two in North America. Nearly said the US then. Um, two in North America just <laughs> just made it. And uh, I'd like to introduce, first of all, Michelle Frechette, who is the co-host of the This Week in WordPress and pretty much everywhere on the internet where the word WordPress exists. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, really good. It's been a it's been a busy week. You over there have got your Thanksgiving holidays under... Has that gone now? Forgive me. It has gone. It was Thursday. And so we've just... Most of us had a four-day week. Some of us worked Friday. <clears throat> I was one of the work Friday people. But that's uh, it was okay. It's all good. Yeah. Big family time, time to get together with people that you know, and and all lots of, that. of turkey, yeah. turkey lots of gravy, turkey, all the yeah. fixings. I think that's the bit that I understand. There's turkey. I see lots of imagery of turkey. Um, okay, thank you very much for joining us again, Michelle. And yeah, we're joined by Adrian. Adrian from Groundhog. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited. Yeah. Have you have Thanksgiving as well? I know you're in Canada, so it's we, a bit different. Back in August, we have Thanksgiving, which is essentially the exact same holiday although be it for for different historical reasons but we have our thanksgiving back in october 
Um, and really, you know, we just felt left out, but we didn't want to be perfect copycats. So we just like, <laughs> we're just going to have a day where we're thankful, but we're not going to have it at November because, you know, Turkey Day at the end of November and at the end of December is like, those are close together. So we're just going to, we spaced them out a little bit further. Oh yeah. <laughs> turkey. Michelle, do you do Turkey Christmas as well? Is that like the tradition over there as well? Christmas turkey? Um, no, uh, well, every family has a different, a lot of people do ham. Okay. Um, I do lasagnas. I do Christmas lasagnas uh -huh. for the last 20 something years. Yeah. That sounds excellent. Yeah. Does, that, does, that does sound good. Anyway, thank you. Lasagna. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Turkey lasagna. Thanks. Uh, thanks Adrian for joining us anyway. Appreciate it. We'll get stuck in in just a moment, but before we do, um, from search and filter pro, we have Ross. How are you doing Ross? I'm very good. How are you doing? Yeah, good. I wonder Ross, just because you've sort of leaned back in the chair, your microphone seems to be a little bit further away now. I wonder if you could move the mic. Yeah, that'll that'll probably make all the difference. And uh, Ross, tell us where you are, because I know you're not in North America. Uh, no, I'm not. Right now I'm in uh, Barcelona in Spain. <sighs> Check everybody's jealousy when they hear the words Barcelona in Spain. Today. Barcelona. Have you, uh, but that doesn't sound to me, well, either you've got an incredible um you, you know you've studied hard at your english or you are from the uk and you're now living in Spain. uh it's a long story yeah i grew up in the uk yes i've had a bit of a round trip started in in holland to the uk and now for a few years in, in barcelona yeah well, thank you very much for joining us. It's, um, it's Ross's first time on this podcast. I can't remember, Adrian, if you've been on this particular show, but you've definitely been on. The yeah, I have been before. on your show, but not oh. on this show. Okay, great. So, well, anyway, welcome. Hopefully you'll come back to join us. Just a couple of things to say before we get started. If you are wanting to make a comment, we'd love that. A few people have already done that. Um, and you're in the in Facebook, the Facebook group, you'll need to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB, the ever memorable URL, chat.restream.io forward slash FB. That allows us to see your avatar um, and your name. Otherwise, you come across as, you know, anonymized user or something like that. A clue, your way around that is to just write your name. If you don't want to do that, you can just write your name at the beginning of the comment. Um, and if you've got any questions, just drop them into the chat. And hopefully all the chats get amalgamated through the mystery of how Restream works. I don't really know. But there we go. The other thing to say is that we've got a few people saying hello. Hello, Maya. Maya says hello, everybody. She's uh, based in Europe. We've got Trevor. Hello, Trevor. I don't recognize your name. Trevor, Trevor. might be a friend of mine. Oh, nice. <laughs> Getting very, very bad mic repeating delay, like echoes. Okay. Uh, all, all I would say, Trevor, is refresh the browser, unless it's one person in particular, in which case drop us a comment and uh, we'll see what we can do. Leslie, all the way over in Singapore. Hello, everybody. Lots of friends on this live stream today. Made me excited to tune in. Leslie, of course, is uh, newsletter glue. She does newsletter glue. And uh, Chris says, hi, all. And hi, Chris. And Rick, uh, hello, guys. Do I need to reauthorize anything? No, we can see you. You're all sorted. It's working fine and dandy. Okay, anyway, we're not here to talk about Thanksgiving. Actually, we are. We'll do that later. But let's, uh, let's just start with a few bits and pieces today. This is our um, webpage. If you want to see any of the content that we produce, we've got episode number 256 of the podcast. I did, uh, did an episode this week um, with Toddy Jones from Copy Flight. Anyway, there's, uh, there's that, plus all the other stuff that we produce. If you fancy looking at our Black Friday page, I'll show you that in just a moment. But... Let's crack on with the WordPressy stuff. 
I was getting all excited for WordPress 5.9. It was coming around the corner. Everybody had been talking about it for absolutely ages. It all seemed to be happening. And then, oh, darn it, the uh, the team pulled it. It's now not happening this year. It was due to happen on December the 14th, if memory serves. And now it has been delayed to January the 25th. Having chatted to a few of the team involved, they they reckon that they could probably have pulled it off if they hadn't have had, here we go again, Thanksgiving and Christmas. In other words, the, the US holiday season just sort of uh, kind of got in the got in the way of the, the cycle. So it, rather than try to rush everything in the confined amount of space that they had, they, uh, they decided to push it back until January the 25th. So WordPress 5.9 coming out then with all the full site editing goodness. Um, Adrian and Ross, I'm going to direct this question particularly at you being developers of plugins. How does this sort of stuff affect you? Do you get things lined up in expectation of major release cycles? You know, have you, have you had to tweak things and then hold off pushing things? How does this kind of news affect you? Is it good news, bad news? Are you indifferent? Ross can go first because his yeah. answer is probably a little bit more interesting than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, for me, a delay is uh, always a good thing rather than the opposite. So we have more time to prepare, which is perfect. I'm glad um, the guys you know, made the decision to delay it. If it didn't feel it was good and ready, it was going to be rushed. Um, I'm preparing for it, but I'm not ready. So that delay just suits me perfectly. <laughs> oh, that, that's very honest <laughs> no, of you. Would you have been ready if they'd have done it by the 15th of December? It's probably the same as them. Uh, I guess yeah. we could have done it if we had to do it, but breathing room is always good. Can I ask, uh, Ross, what in particular was other things that you have to do particularly with this one with the 5.9 one is there any um, any sort of major stuff going on well I, th I think if you're more on a kind of website builder perspective there's it's all about that it's all about full site editing so it's it's for people who are building websites they're going to need to be doing those things as a plugin builder um, i'm trying to see where we can fit in some of our technology into the full site editing experience so it's not so mission critical for me, um, but I imagine for people who are relying on Gutenberg or are waiting for WordPress to have the full kind of FSE in place so they don't have to use third-party plugins, yeah. it would affect them more. Well, I'm pleased that you you can probably just relax a little bit more over Christmas. That's Yeah, nice. I'm going to give myself a Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Get a turkey. Go out and yeah. buy a turkey. And Adrian, you said your answer wasn't going to be quite as interesting. What, what no, am I not? Uh, I mean, so like my my plugins are all sort of on the back end, right? We don't do front end stuff primarily because of like these reasons where you ha you have <laughs> to keep up with the development cycle. And uh, we so we're just like, you know what? I'm not messing with that stuff. We're going to build like our own like sub product within WordPress. So we don't have to to deal with any of that so like i see like the release updates for like wordpress and 5.9 and gutenberg and i basically just ignore it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like nice... oh someone's gonna lose sleep over this but it's not gonna be me <laughs> that's a nice position to be in uh, the, the, there is an awful lot coming down the pipe though in this release most most notably as as ross mentioned fse so the in, the intention is that you'll be able to modify all sorts of different things within your wordpress website headers footers and 
all sorts of other things. There is, there has been a bit of an effort to communicate this uh, by the team this week, and I'm going to find it really, really difficult to to share the URL in a memorable way. But I've got a couple of videos that I want you to know about. Um, I was contacted this week by Anne McCarthy, who is the full site editing. Um, let's just say she's leading that initiative, um, and she wanted to point me in the direction of a couple of videos. The first one is this. I would imagine the best thing to do is go for go to introducing WordPress 5.9 that is the um, that's the name of the, the video it's now playing um, in my ear which is going to really put me off but I'll see if I can click mute where do we do mute there we go um, but this looks like a really professionally done video it's only about three and a half minutes long but I don't think that I've seen a video describing what is going to come in WordPress being pushed out before I've, uh, you know you often when you've updated to wordpress 5.7 5.8 there's that little kind of video which sits in the dashboard saying what's going on this one i think they're trying to get ahead of everything so they're trying to show in this video what full site editing will mean what 2022 is going to look like and how it will work and it looks really professionally done so bravo to the team someone got big boy money yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that Automatic have got big boy money. But I just thought I thought that was curious. And um, and I know that they are trying to be upfront and trying to get ahead of things before they happen. I think there's been a history in the last couple of years of people probably justifiably complaining that the, the community only found out about things when they were released. So you can see it on the screen if you're watching live. There's just a whole it's like a tutorial. How do different things work? inside a 5.9 which is quite nice and then just to take it a little bit further again you'll have to search for it the video is called exploring uh, wordpress 5.9 blocks theme flows styling patterns explorer and more and this is a video that Anne put together so it's very much Anne uh, sharing a screen of how to actually achieve lots and lots of the things uh, in wordpress 5.9 not really um not really something that you can look at probably now but go and search for those but I just thought it was yeah. quite interesting that they're making an effort to get ahead. Well, let's it's also a... remember that it's a marketing thing too, right? So they've put this big delay on it. And in order to kind of save face and continue to tease it out in a positive way, you create a marketing something to go along with it to continue to stay um, positive about what's happening. Yeah. As yeah. a PR move, I think it's... Absolutely. Solid. Absolutely. Solid move. Yep. I think also just from the, you know, there's a lot of people that are apprehensive about Gutenberg full stop in FSC. So I think it's another way of saying, no, it really is going to be great. It's, you know, just another way of kind of backing up the the, the reason for, for implementing it. Yeah. Right. It's it's like it's like pre-Gutenberg, only now we're going to show you a little bit more so you get excited about it and not apprehensive about it like we did when Gutenberg yeah. dropped on us. <laughs> Communication yeah. is always a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. There can never be too much communication, you know? Can it's you when imagine... there's not enough that people get all angsty. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if the, the sort of 5.0 release had been handled in this way and we'd have had lots of videos explaining what Gutenberg at the time would do? I just think it would have been a lot smoother. Um, obviously, yeah. this is a couple of weeks out, you know, 9th of November. At the point Anne's made this video, it's pretty clear that they were still shooting for December the 14th because I, I think, if I'm right, she even says that in the video. Mm. Um, but she was, you know, she was sort of six weeks ahead putting this video out. So it's uh, kudos, kudos to them. So Definitely. anyway, thanks, Anne, for reaching out. I do want to remind you that I also am a plug-in developer. So you, know, oh. you didn't ask me that question. No, I am I, so sorry. <laughs> 
Which which one's your plugin? Hello, beautiful. I have a, I have a plugin in the repository. I had I had entirely forgotten. I apologize. I built Any... it on my lunch hour. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what it does again, because I've forgotten. It's like Hello Dolly, of course, but instead of uh, lyrics to a song, it tells you how wonderful you are every time you log into your website. affirmations. It is. It's all positive it's affirmations. People who and love it, languages affirmations. And, and <laughs> I recently crowdsourced a whole bunch of more stuff to put in it. So it's coming. There will be an update coming soon. Oh. So that you have. <laughs> I believe so. I can't remember who gave me which, um, but somebody said something along the lines of, you deserve that next cup of coffee. So <laughs> there will be more coming. <laughs> oh, well, I apologize for missing you out on the, uh, the developer questions. I'm but, just giving um, you a hard time, Nathan. <laughs> no, I know. It's fine. I, I deserve it. The um, Anyway, go and check it out. There's a couple of videos. I will link in the show notes that go along with this episode what the actual URLs are, but it's going to be difficult to project those onto the screen. Okay, so let's move on. We've got this piece, which is called the the state of the word. If you don't, if you don't know, if you haven't been in the WordPress community for too long, uh, each and every year, I, th- I think it's been for many, many years. I don't know when the first one was. Uh, Matt Mullenweg, who is the co-founder of the WordPress project, he gets up on stage and kind of summarizes where the where WordPress has gone for the previous year, and then kind of signposts a few things which are going to be happening in the in the forthcoming year traditionally this has been done at wordcamp us i think i'm right i've never attended wordcamp us but i believe that's where this has traditionally happened but there's a sort of ch- slight change of tack because of the fact that we're being increasing well i don't know what the state of play is as of now but it seems like holidays and um, air travel is becoming more and more unlikely at this exact moment. So it's been earmarked to go live from New York. Now, I haven't read this story particularly closely. I I think, Michelle, you seem to know more about this. Are they like hiring a venue or something and then live streaming it from there with like a limited select audience or something? Right. So um, it is coming from their offices in New York City, which somebody told me might actually be um, a penthouse that somebody we know um, might be living in as well when they're in New York City. I don't know the answer to that for sure. But they did send out um, some specific invitations. And they also have open um, a number of spots that you can apply to attend in person. And so some of us have been invited and some people can opt in um, to a lottery to be selected, which I think might even be happening today. I don't recall. Um, you, it might be on that that post that you're on right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so I'm going to be there. I'll be there live. I'll be there watching. You, and... you mean to say you made the cut? You got the invite? <laughs> I did. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> when, how, how was the, how was this communicated to you? Did it come in like a golden envelope, much like Willy Wonka would have? <laughs> with a pair of headphones. That's right. With a free pair of. <laughs> the horse and carriage pulled up outside. The footman came to the door. <laughs> It was an email. It was an email. <laughs> but that, on, on a serious note, I, are you are you a little bit chuffed with that? I think that's really nice. I am super excited. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, started asking other people, did you get invited? And I know a handful of people that will be there with me. We're all staying in the same hotel so that we can be helpful to one another and, uh, you know, do dinners and things like that. So I'll be going out on Monday and returning on Wednesday. And the event happens on Tuesday. That's so nice. And so you're heading off to New York. The rest of us, though, can can watch it because it's being live streamed. Yes. 
And this is a curious thing. I don't know if this is something that anybody would be interested in, but obviously if you're not going to be live like um, Michelle is, then you may just want to kind of collaborate and watch it with other people. The, there's a post on WordPress.org entitled Watch State of the Word at a WordPress Party with Your WordPress Friends. And they're encouraging people to kind of create WordPress meetups and this kind of thing. Um, I don't know if it's the kind of thing I'll be doing. I know that a lot of people are really kind of wedded to watching this live and just want to do that. I'm guessing, Michelle, you you won't be watching it on Twitter if you're there in person. That's correct. <laughs> what about you guys? Adrian, Ross, is the kind of does these kind of community events excite you at all or is it just, nah, I'll watch it when it's uh, when it's all over? I prefer to catch the uh, WP Tavern breakdown, right? They do like the whole, it's like, here, here's what matters. Here's what you're going to need to know. Like, here are the bits that people are arguing about. And here's the bits that everybody's excited about. And here's the bits that uh, everybody wishes would regress to like 2013. Um, so I plan to read that article. And uh, uh, I don't, I don't really do the whole the whole community stuff i should yeah. do more but i don't that's all right we'll be we'll be have um since i'll be there Corey miller will be there we'll have something on post status as well so you can see different opinions oh, did Corey get on. an invite uh that's Corey for you <laughs> well i mean actually Corey got a personal invite because he had a meeting with uh, matt face to face the week before, oh i saw that so his his invite was more along the lines of the footman pulled up than mine was like, you should come to this rubbing shoulders you know it's like yes exactly Hey, yeah, network, of course. Networking has its benefits. The, um, the I'm guessing that post status will be treating this with a fair degree of, you know, respect and authority, and pushing out a lot of content around it. Obviously, they're, you know, they do loads of news content. They produce their uh, weekly newsletter, which is just enormously impressive. I don't, I don't even know how they, you, you guys, find the time to do that. But there'll be some kind of summary round, roundup, like WP Tavern does, as Adrian said. There'll be something like that in post status as well, right? Oh, I'll make sure there is because if I have to write it, I will. I have admin <laughs> access to the site, um, and uh, yeah, so it'll be. A, it should be a lot of fun, and we'll definitely be writing about it afterwards and our experiences around being there. Um, yeah, it should be. A, it should be a good event. Nice. Any thoughts from you, Ross? Do you would you? I mean, even if you were living in New York, would you kind of wish to attend this kind of stuff? Well, because it's so exclusive, I would absolutely attend. But aside from that, maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> but in terms of the um, in terms of the, the broadcast, I normally I, I, I don't normally plan. Uh, I plan my time first, and then I find out about all these broadcasts. And I'm usually already busy or doing something else, so I just know that I can pick up the, the, the like you guys say the, the takeaways from it the next day and post it. So yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess though for for you you three plugin developers, the <laughs> um the fact that there's going to be some some retrospective stuff, but also staring into the future, a lot of that could be of real interest to you, and be, yeah. could be good to know if there's any blue sky thinking or something has yet unannounced. Just a couple of comments come in. The um, Maya again says she loves how Anne communicates. This is going back to the previous piece. Um, and is helping to help pre prepare the community. And Matt Cromwell, Cromwell has arrived to uh, to just to just to make you feel better there. Hi, Matt. <laughs> she says she's just here. He's just here to make Michelle blush. So, okay, keep it coming, Matt. We'll see how red <laughs> each of us can become uh, during the course of this episode. Right. Okay. Next piece coming up is so we've done the state of the word. We've done the old. WordPress parties. Now, I confess, Michelle, this one is definitely going straight over to you 
because I don't know almost anything about it. But Big Orange Heart, we know, is a fabulous mm-hmm. organization working to help, well, remote workers have a, a better lifestyle and a quality of life mm-hmm. and to help them in all sorts of ways. And this Giving Tuesday, which I am, I'm thinking is tomorrow. It you, is tomorrow. A slight adaptation to State of the Word. You're doing the State of the Heart with yes. you, with Dan, with... Now, when it says Hero Press, I'm guessing that's Topher and Kate, or is it one or the other? It should be both, yes. Both. And I, I'm i sad to say that I don't know who my sweet Kate... Oh, is that that's, Kate? It's Kate DeRosa, yes. Okay, so it is both of those. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. What is it? So, What's going on? So we're going to do a live Twitter spaces tomorrow um, at 7 p.m. UK, 2 p.m. Eastern time here in, in the U.S., and it's going to be an opportunity for us to just kind of talk about what's happened with uh, over the last year and uh, or so. Or we've never done one, so I guess it'll be from the beginning of time until tomorrow, <laughs> and then what the future, <laughs> what the future looks like uh, for Big Orange Heart. And I've been after Dan to do a State of the Heart for a while, and I always want him to do it during one of our word fests when he's you know up to his ears in. Um, everything that happens with WordFest. And so this made more sense. We're going to do it tomorrow, which is, as you said, Giving Tuesday. And our goal for tomorrow is to try to raise $1,000 during Giving Tuesday for Big Orange Heart. So if you are somebody who would like to donate and contribute towards the work that we do at Big Orange Heart, I am the president of the board. Dan is the founder. Kate and uh, Topher both work. Kate works with us a lot on the uh, marketing side of Big Orange Heart. And Topher is one of our volunteers. Um, we are working really hard to try to continue the work that we do, which is to eliminate isolation and you, those feelings that come with that. When did you're you say a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, just a thousand. That's what we're trying to raise in one day. Yes. Is that, has that been historically difficult to achieve? It is actually, we do get, um, sometimes donations for, you know, we have our sponsorships and things like that that but as as you know the donations those more trickle in than anything but um you know when i've done a birthday fundraiser and things like that i've been able to raise um over the course of a week or two um i don't know if you've all seen my big orange heart tattoo that i have i i raised over fifteen hundred dollars um i said if i raised a thousand i would get the tattoo and uh raised fifteen hundred dollars for the organization and then went ahead and um got the tattoo as a as a you know part to to show my um that I would keep my word basically <laughs> and do that. So we're trying to raise a thousand dollars in a day. I would of course love to see that. Um, I would love to see us triple or quadruple that even, but I, but that's our goal is to be, um, is to raise a modest thousand dollars tomorrow. Um, I still have to get the, the, the landing page up for that, but it doesn't even matter if it comes through our regular website page, our donation page, our landing page that we'll have for giving Tuesday. Um, we would welcome all donations to help us continue to move forward through the end of this year. Do businesses get a tax receipt? (laughs) That's a very good question. Um, They will, right? So right now we are in the process, and you'll hear this on the state of the heart tomorrow, but um, we are in the process of actually relocating the charity as from centered in the UK to centered in the US, and we are in the final processes of completing the 501c3. So Um, a pledge tomorrow would be uh, the equivalent of... um, you know, a donation for us. And then once the 501c3 hits, then you can make the donation and it would be tax deductible. I think it is quite hard to 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 raise money in, in all sorts of areas, not just this. My understanding in the UK is that it's more difficult than it ever has been for 
we call them charities. I think you call them non-profits, mm-hmm. don't you? It's it's more difficult at this time because of the the rising cost of everything and the fact that people are, you know, there's concerns around how the world's going to play out in the next year or so. And um, and I do know it is it is there's a lot of money needed to make Big Orange mm-hmm. Heart work. I, I I do know the number, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that that number's in the public domain. But it's a lot of money, um, and certainly a thousand dollars wouldn't cut it you know it's kind of more in the region of a thousand dollars a day that they need really um but any donations would be welcome if you want to go for something um smaller you can go to the wp builds awards page where you can nominate yourself to win anything i'll happily take your cash and uh, and I will proclaim you the winner of whatever you want. Ten dollars donated to Big Orange Heart. You can you can just win something. Uh, quite a few people have gone on there. Um, Jamie Marslin is the best WordPress tennis player. I am the least clean WordPress mem- member of the WordPress community. That's the uh, awarded myself that. But it's yeah. wpbuilds.com forward slash awards and tenor to big orange heart gets you a guaranteed winning slot oh dear you couldn't make it up could you it's very tongue-in-cheek and you've but you've already raised almost i think it's at least eight hundred dollars dollars for us so yeah so, good grief okay yeah so we're great grateful for that because ten is the minimum but so, several people have given over ten dollars so i did not like that. oh well that's very cool mm-hmm. that's great to know anyway um that the the big orange heart thing is happening tomorrow over at twitter their handle is at a big orange heart you have to add the a at the beginning and it's done on twitter spaces and just before we started you explained what twitter spaces mm-hmm. were as we know my my capabilities on Twitter are equivalent to that of a, I don't know, a potato. Um, I really don't know how to use Twitter. What is a space? Um, it's just, a, 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 I don't know how to describe space. It's just a meeting. It's basically an online meeting. And it's it's anybody can watch it and listen to it and join into it. But it's like you've walked into a Jitsi room, but without the video basically so but if you do you need, do you it, need like, a twitter like, account to contribute and be a part absolutely. of it absolutely yes you can't even watch you can, it you could you can listen without a twitter account oh, okay yes yes but in order to even participate if you want to be able to speak you have to do it on mobile because as, as of right now um the desktop version doesn't work uh to co- contribute you can listen you can you know partake that way um but you so you can only you, do you it for your speak, shitty cell phone mic you can't do i like i have like a several hundred dollar setup here and i can't use that i've never used it so correct you have it is only through phone Ah, at this point silly that's a that's a twitter thing if i i I would love to use my nice mic too but unfortunately it doesn't work that way going back to the uh the the whole uh charity raising money thing we've got yeah. um matt who knows a thing or two about raising money for um, mm-hmm. wordpress causes a am i michelle correct me if i'm wrong is he the founder of give wp he is one of the one of the founders yes there was okay. more than so one one of the founders of give wp he said good questions adrian Nonprofits uh really work hard for every dollar earned it's a different world than business yeah mm-hmm. yeah right um, but the marketing isn't different no the marketing no. is always the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, Leslie says it's Twitter streams 
have I got that right? Yeah, Twitter streams Twitter are a spaces. bit like audio. Twitter space, sorry. Twitter spaces, audio only live streaming. I'm kind of intrigued by this now that I've learned about it because obviously most of what I do is audio and that'd be quite You need quite you need to join us tomorrow and so that Yeah, you can yeah, yeah, see, see how it works. It, yeah. yeah. Um and Matt says it's it's Zoom, but it's Twitter and it's mobile only. Yeah, I think the mobile only thing is weird. I'm I'm going to write a strongly worded tweet to at @jack <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be sorted by 2028. I'm sure. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We've got some more stuff to talk about here. The The next piece is, okay, we mentioned Thanksgiving at the beginning. You Forgive me um, for my lack of understanding of Thanksgiving. I don't want to go into the history of why Thanksgiving happens, particularly. I, I know that there there is history and all of that, but I don't, that's not what I'm talking about. There's a couple of pieces that cropped up this week. There was probably many, many more that I didn't see, but I saw this one from Tom McFarlane called Happy Thanksgiving. You can find it over at tommcfarlane.com. It's on his blog. And then just shortly afterwards, we had a piece by Justin Tadlock over on the WP Tavern, which was called WordPress Blogging and Things We Are Thankful For. Um, Tom's was just called Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, and I've done, never done anything like this on the show. We always just drone on about the WordPress news. And I thought it might be quite interesting because these pieces are just, well, they're kind of soul-searching pieces where you just go out and search for something that you're thankful for. Dare I ask the four of us what we're thankful <laughs> for in the year 2021? Is anybody willing to contribute to that? Shall I go first? Definitely. Sure. Okay, I'll go first to set the tone. Um this has got nothing to do with WordPress, but I am I am really thankful that I can work at home. I suppose that is to do with WordPress, but that is one of the major things. During the last couple of years, a lot of friends of mine have uh, really struggled because they've got to do commutes. There was all that time of uncertainty where just just the mere standing on the train was a was honestly they thought they were sort of rolling rolling the dice each time they did that, and and every time they spoke about that, I just sort of shrunk into a corner and said, "No, I just work at home." It's a uh, my life is basically the same. And uh, as they slowly became more used to things like Zoom, their lives became more like that. So that's, I think that's the, the thing that I'm thankful for. But then marrying it up to WordPress, um, probably many of you will have the same thing. I am really, really thankful for the WordPress community because a lot of my actual friends are now people who I met at WordCamps. And just a few days ago, uh, well, not a few days. It was a couple of months ago now. I, I had a small holiday with a bunch of my WordPress mates. We They came up here. It was Dan, who Michelle's just been talking about, Paul Lacey, um, Paul Smart, Giles, and Leo Mindell. They all came up to where I live, and we had a little holiday together. And that I haven't done anything like that since I was at university, which is <clears throat> years ago. And um, And so I'm just really thankful for those things. So if anybody else has got the... Got the I don't know what the right word is here. Got the willingness to join me in being thankful. Go for I'll it. I'll go next. Nice. And I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do a little bit of a humble brag. Um, so this year, uh, my my other half has been bugging me for three years. Like Adrian, we should go buy a house. We should go buy a house. We should go buy a house. Like before it's too late. Like the market's going crazy. I live. I live in Ontario, which is one of the hottest real estate markets on the face of the planet at the moment. Now there are more. There are places where are more expensive. You go to you go to Chicago or Seattle or Silicon Valley, where like everything is totally without out out of reach. But in Toronto, in like surrounding GT area, it's also quite expensive. It's four xed over the last four years, basically. 
uh, a mm -hmm. house that cost a hundred thousand dollars maybe in 2010 is now half a million if not more yeah and uh it, but there's no there's no signs of it slowing down there's a ton of immigration to canada and the uh, and the growing population as well just makes the housing and they're not building anymore so it's kind of like supply and demand what are you going to do um but we managed to pull together uh our finances and we found a place miraculously and they took our offer in competition with eight others and uh, I am just very thankful that we were able to to put our name on a deed. And then we had to completely gut it. <laughs> Found mold under the sink and we had to rip walls out and the floor had to go. And it's been in it. I'm living. You can't see behind me, but I'm in my office in the basement now. And there's still boxes everywhere. We've been here for four months. <laughs> And we're just like not even like fully unpacked yet, but I'm just happy to to not be in our our small apartment in Toronto anymore. So I'm thankful for that. And in addition to that, uh, very thankful for as you said the the WordPress community. I made new friends this year, and and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm talking a lot to, more to people like Leslie, who's on the chat here. I'm speaking more to Michelle. I'm speaking more to Corey Miller and the people in post status and just making a lot of friends and and i'm thankful for for those people who are way smarter and more intelligent and more successful than i am helping me out try to get to a place of global domination what a <laughs> lovely answer that was really nice the i didn't expect the house thing that oh, congratulations that's thank you yeah. it was a big it was a big win for us and yeah. uh just wanted to celebrate that a little bit yeah no that's really <laughs> nice oh i'm so i'm so pleased for you that's lovely let's go to ross if he's willing I had, well, I'm willing, but uh, I had one item possibly for this, and you've covered it off perfectly, Nathan. Um, it was just, it was just uh, this kind of uh, the, the, the living and working lifestyle that I have, that it seems to be all of us have, um, that's just been enabled by WordPress. It's, yeah, it's been in my last six years, a bit more even. And yeah, the, 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 the virus hitting barely touched the sides in terms of continuing with working, continuing with life and paying bills. So yeah, I'm just grateful that we can continue to do that. Nice, that is nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I share that obviously. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Michelle, I know that you, you not only are you sort of probably going to give us something that you're thankful for, but you you do a lot of <laughs> things that make other people thankful. You know, so I, I think I'd probably just add something in here. Thank you for all the enormous efforts that you put in. Um, oh, thank sometimes, you. sometimes mentioned loud and clear on twitter and sometimes probably just going on in the background and just getting on with it and doing the work and being a good custodian of the community so there you go thank, oh, thank you. you and uh, thank you. What, what, what would your things be to share so my daughter got married this year and so as a parent i think one of the things that makes you um just the calmest and most confident about your child is knowing that they have a partner that they are you know in love with and that loves them and that they can move forward together and, and that she will always have him beside her to, you know, help one another and to know that she's cared for and that she has someone to care for as well. So that, you know, filled my heart um, back in May to be able to walk her down the aisle and, you know, to give her away, so to speak um, to her husband. So 
it's, it's, it's very, very fulfilling to have that happen. And then of course, also to the WordPress community, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the WordPress community. And to think that, you know, six or seven years ago, I was going, I wonder if I should join a meetup um, and get involved in the community. Uh, and then went to my first WordCamp US and was just like blown away with, with the amount of giving back that people do in this community. But to the, and the reason that you know, people, how do you do it all? I do it because I love this community so much. Hmm. I have received so much from this community, my entire career, and the majority of my friendships are here in WordPress. And so it makes sense not only to spend time here, but to do what I can to give back to the community as well. Hmm. And I'm grateful nice. to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah, nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, what a nice. Well, I, that that was a nice one. The the whole walking your daughter down the aisle. I, that yeah. that's lovely. Yeah, I can only imagine. Maybe one day that'll happen to me, and uh, I shall there be I shall be tearing up. I'm sure. Well done. Okay, yeah. so that's that. That was quite a, something we don't do here, but I thought it'd be nice to share that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. This yeah, this next one is like really totally from one extreme to the other. So we're talking about okay. things to be grateful for. This is, I think, probably something to be concerned about. I've, I've got on the screen a, the, it's it's a plugin on Code Canyon, And honestly, I'm not endorsing this plugin. I don't even know what this plugin is capable of, but it came across my mm -hmm. radar and it, it hit me on the screen. And suddenly it promoted me to think about our community and what we do in terms of damaging the environment and this was largely brought home to me this week because i did a a podcast episode with somebody and it that it'll come out in the near future and they're from a uh, an inverted commas green hosting company they're called green geeks and we spoke for about mm -hmm. 45 minutes and i was really fascinated by the the amount of stuff going on every time so here we are now right we're all of us are sat in different parts of the, the world. We've got a computer on. We've got some lights switched on. We're consuming resources. And we got into this whole conversation about, well, every time you go search for a, a, a web page, you are in some way impacting the environment. And it's measurable. And we know how much it, it how much carbon is off it needs to be offset, if you like, each time you do that. And then we got into how you can, you know, strip your theme out and make it smaller and reduce the footprint and how your hosting can impact all of that. And I was I was literally saying to him, I, I do not connect the Internet at all with the environment. When I finish like a plastic bottle of milk and I clean it out and I chuck it in the recycling, I look at all the recycling. I think I'm out, that's made of plastic. Here I am yet again chucking stuff which is probably going to go into landfill and then 10 minutes later the same thing happens you know we do better than we did 10 years ago but i genuinely don't think about i'm scrolling on facebook for 10 minutes whatever it might be twitter just getting consumed i just do not make the connection between the environmental impact of that um and and my need to curb it a bit and i don't I genuinely don't know if you've got any thoughts on this, but it did make me think I need to stop producing bloated websites. I need to stop needlessly using devices. I probably need to switch lights off more, but keeping it to the WordPress side of things, I'm just interested if you had any thoughts on this about keeping things lean and keeping things small and making sure that you're building your clients for your website, your websites for your clients in a sort of sustainable way with a smaller footprint as possible. Don't know if anybody wants to jump in on that. There, there's two ways to contribute, I think. There, there's reduction contribution, 
which is making things smaller. And then there's additive contribution where you grow in order to be able to create more resources in order to offset greater impacts, which maybe you create greater resources than what you would potentially be putting out and be able to offset that. So there's kind of two ways to think about it. Um, I don't know if creating small websites, I mean, like no matter how big the WordPress community, it will never have a bigger footprint than Ethereum mining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> than cryptocurrency mining, which I am not part of like that community at all and is totally i'm just i just don't get it i'm not smart enough to get it and i'm you know i have no judgment against it but i know that i see a lot of stuff on my twitter feed about how that impacts the environment so no matter how like scaled or even smaller websites are i know that that's even just like 10 times more so i think that our the best that we can do um to make it an impact is to use the tools that we need in order to create wealth and understanding and whatever, in order to be able to donate to worthy causes like Big Orange Heart and other green initiatives in order to offset that that cost. I don't think we're ever going to be able to get to a point where it's probably neutral, um, but we can do the best that we can. Yeah. Thank you, Adrian. Uh, Ross or Michelle? Anything on that? So I think it's it's a, it's an awful lot like um, we all have to do our part, of course, but we also have to remember that we have to hold the big companies um, to a higher standard as well. Mm. So, you know, the Amazons of the world, what are they doing? Because they are driving, you know, who's driving the biggest traffic and how much are they using and wasting and how much are we using and wasting just by, you know, spending time perusing and that kind of thing on their sites. So while it's very important for us all to be very mindful of the impact that we have individually, we also have to remember to hold the big guys um, accountable for, for the use of resources that they have as well. And Ross, thank you, Michelle. Yeah, uh, from my well, from my limited understanding, um, all I can see from uh, like a developer's position or website builder's position is to do the things that would save energy, which is building efficient websites, using green hosting. Um, yeah, and I guess using the device, using your devices, you know, actually browsing sites and, and using applications and using energy. Apart from that, unless uh, is a, you know, kind of a, a global initiative, a global standard, it's, I, don't, I feel like we don't feel we can make much impact, um, even if we all say we're gonna do our best. I think it's, you know, the big players, like you guys have said, are the ones that can really influence things like the big hosting companies or the Amazons or whoever. TikTok, this, um, Facebook, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah interesting. This um, this comes off the, the green, this is the company that I was talking to, Green Geeks, the other day, and they were saying that um, that at the moment there are, uh, we, the, the internet creates 2% of the world's carbon emissions, according to this here. I mean, I, I can't vouch for whether this is true or not, but uh, apparently the internet consumes as much uh, carbon or produces as much carbon as the airline industry. And honestly, that kind of caught me up short. I was thinking, no, but airplanes are really stinky and smelly and they produce lots of exhaust horribleness. And I genuinely was taken up by that. And they reckon that um, in the next few years, it's going to sort of double and then double again as things become, you know, as, as it becomes more and more ubiquitous to be switched onto the internet with different kinds of interfaces. Anyway, I just thought that was, that was amazing. I don't know what my contribution is going to be to this, 
But um, I think that says more about the airline industry than it does about the internet. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. 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 We we need electric aeroplane. No, we don't need electric aeroplane. <laughs> don't know if I'd ever get on an electric aeroplane. Okay. Total aside, nothing to do with WordPress or indeed the environment. Who who here would get in a self-driving car without a steering wheel? As long as many people had tested it first, then no problem. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm not getting in there first. No, I don't no. think I'm getting in there. I just don't think I'm going to be getting in that car at any point soon. I just can't quite give over my... Go along the driveway or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if it was literally to the end of my drive, I'd do that. It's about eight meters. But I just can't imagine. I, I want to be in control of of that moment where the cat walks out in front of the road and I veer left instead of veer right and make, you know, I just, yeah, that sort of stuff really terrifies Christopher me. Hughes is saying that he'd get in one. Oh yeah. Hi. Sorry, Christopher. I've missed a few comments here. Haven't I? Oh, Oh, check it. Is this true? Is this, am I being, am I being uh, trolled here? Breaking news. Jack is stepping down as Twitter CEO. Is that actually happening? Is that actually happening? And then somebody else, Larry, says that the Twitter stock has soared. I don't know if I'm being trolled here or not. I hope you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. You just made it happen. The um, And then Chris also says, uh, probably a good way to that's reduce true. the environmental footprint, make this show uh, monthly instead of weekly. I could do it annually, Chris, um, or just abandon it altogether, and we could probably save lots of the environment. Uh, Mia is saying... Uh, perhaps installing private solar panels at home contribute. Yeah, we don't have solar's not really much of a thing in the UK. I wonder why, um, because essentially the sun never materialises in the UK. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and then Mia says that she would not enter a car due to bugs and updates. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, and Chris says he would trust a computer more than a human. Differing opinions. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I'm yet. still wary about the ga about the electric technology in general. I live in Canada, and it's cold a lot of the year, and like it snowed probably like five six centimeters last night. Wow! And the batteries, yeah. like you know, ba batteries are negatively impacted by by the cold. And if you have yes. an earlier model Tesla, people are like taking screenshots. Like they they have their fully charged Tesla. They even normally come back. It's like thirty <laughs> percent. Whoa! And it's like really. The technology certainly has some in like in, in climates, northern climates. There's certainly some obstacles that have yet to be overcome for electric car owners. And the there's still no overcoming the fact that you can go to a gas station, fill up in a minute and you have 600 mile rains in negative 20 degree. I, um, I remember going to Canada for the first time. It was actually Quebec in February. So it was, you know, it was very about as cold. cold in Quebec. Yeah, I was going to say it was about as cold as it gets. It was really like cold yeah. I'd never experienced. And I remember seeing all the cars had a little little electric plug dangling out the front. I don't know if that's still a thing. Block heaters. Uh, like every car seemed to have this little plug on a small cable at the front. And I was like, what on earth? And it's just to, is that for the battery, just to stop the battery at night cooling down in that way? Uh, I believe so. And it's also a lot of cars have block heaters. So a block heater is basically an electric blanket that you pull that you put over the block, your engine block to keep it from seizing because the um, metal warps when it gets really, really, really cold. And I have a friend out who lived in Sudbury, which is even even further, which is northern Ontario, but kind of laterally 
higher than Quebec is. Uh, and he had a like a 1999 Jeep TJ Wrangler, uh, old older car and more susceptible. This was an iron block and an iron six cylinder. And he had to use an engine block because if he didn't, or an engine heating block, because if he didn't, uh, he would go out at like eight in the morning to, to, to drive to uni the university up there, University of Sudbury. And it was just, you wouldn't even turn over because everything was just too cold. Like the, uh, the oil would harden. Oil solidifies, yeah. And it wouldn't I even. I threw a over. rod back in college. So we're talking almost 40 years now, but back in college, or 30 years, I threw a rod in my car. I went out and started it in the morning and ruined the engine because it was yeah. too cold to start my car. Yeah. What's a rod? Like a push know, rod. Because... Like one of the, like the, like a piston rod. So you have your piston, then you got the rod. And then uh, basically if the, the engine's too cold, some of the cylinders will turn, the other one will not. And it will snap the piston rod in half. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because. Metal gets brittle as it gets cold. colder too. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever, um, like, we've suddenly become the this week in cold automotives, but um, <laughs> just, just carrying this on for a moment. Have you ever looked at a, a map? And if, if you look, you know where the Hudson Bay is in Canada? I've, I'm familiar it, with where yeah, the Yeah, if you Bay go is. from the south of the Hudson Bay, go directly east, you hit the southern part of Great Britain. So yeah. all of the UK is north of pretty much every single bit where the Canadians live. But we have this we have this lovely thing called the Gulf Stream, which stops us all getting incredibly cold. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, let's we We, we get what are called polar vortexes, <laughs> where the cold air and weather patterns from the Arctic Circle come down to where I live. Last I'm, year right, acro I'm right across the lake from you. So yeah, we get them too. Whatever you're having in Toronto, I'm pretty much getting in Rochester as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, it got down to like Nate, like uh, a few years ago, we had we had the great ice storm where just everything froze, and basically society went chaotic for like a solid wow. week as just everything broke down and martial law was instituted. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it was cold, man. It's cold. <laughs> 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 Ross, I'm sorry about this. This is not a typical episode. We've totally gone off, right? off, off piste. There we go. <laughs> um, but it's fun. I love all this stuff. Anyway, the, this was all prompted by a conversation about thinking about what you can do to reduce your footprint. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to think that it will have an impact when that episode comes out sometime next year. Hopefully listen to it and see. But just curious as to how we're ever going to make the connection with what these little electrical devices are doing, which are so benign and so lovely. And my computer is nothing but good. I'm patting it now. Um, but it's, 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 using up, it's using up the Earth's resources, so we've got to figure something out. Jack Lennox from Automatic uh, has a 7K website, which might be worth looking at. Okay, let's move on. Right, we're on, to, we're, on, <laughs> we're on to a fun story. This is Black Friday. We have our Black Friday page. Uh, here it is. It's mm -hmm. wpbuilds.com forward slash black. It's Which I forgot to submit to. Did you? I did it last year, and I did it the year before that, and I forgot this year. Let me year. see if I submitted it for you, because sometimes I... No, I'm sorry, Adrian. No. I didn't... I went, I, I, did... went, I went to the site the other day to be like, can I, like, last minute submit, but I saw that you had crossed it out. Like, yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. That's yeah. Okay. Next time. Next time. Next time. Anyway, th the point is, there's Black Friday still going on. From a, from a 
from a commercial developer's point of view, um, I don't know what your posture is. Um, I'd be interested to know what you think. And then let's get into a conversation of whether we actually got carried away by all this and actually bought anything. I'll just start. I don't have a plug-in, so I've got no, I've got no skin in the game regarding whether I slash my prices or just stay firm. I know Ross has got something to say about this. But um, I bought one thing. I bought a singular thing, which was a, a thing. It's called XSplit. It's a Mac app. Uh, Windows as well, and it makes my background uh, into something different, so I could make it into a Hawaiian scene. And uh, typically, if you do that with things like Zoom, it's a bit obvious what you're doing. Like, but this this looks amazing. You know, you you really look. It's crystal clear. You know, the edges of your fingers look really really good. I bought it off Stack Social, I think, thirty bucks or something. So if you do a lot of live presentation. And you want the background to genuinely look good and not look like, oh, that's a fake background. X split is a is dead good. It's called VCAM. Yeah, it really works. So all I'm ever gonna do with it is just blur this background so that you don't have to put the on whiteboard. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. This is every week my son nobody knows this. Every week my son comes in and writes something in Sendry on this board. And every week I have to erase it just before the show. And so if I can blur that out, I don't have to go through the hoops of getting sued by whatever my son writes there. But uh, that was my thing. So let's go, let's go around the table. Let's start with Michelle. Did you buy anything? Did you, you know, have you got I any did not, insight? I did not buy a thing, but I did post a lot about the stellar sales that are going on for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, some of them extend... Uh, so today, uh, Give is until is through Giving Tuesday tomorrow. So if you are interested, there is a landing page that I've created. So if you go to stellarwp.com slash Black Friday, you will find all of the sales. But they are also all listed on your site, Nathan, as you know, because yeah. you saw them all come in the other day while I was a That's right. You were talking to me and <laughs> in they came one at a time. Yeah. There's quite a lot of them. Um, so the whole suite got a reduction across the board, right? Yes, um, depending on the on which uh, which you're looking at, they're all different because all of our GMs, you know, run their products as though they're still um, independent companies, but they are under the Liquid Web brand and they're under the Stellar WP branding. So okay. they're all in there, yeah. Yep, thank you. Let's go mm -hmm. to uh, let's go to Adrian next. Uh, I didn't buy any. I bought a couple things last year, but I didn't buy anything this year aside what doing from some very inexpensive uh, Christmas shopping. Because now's a great time to, to, to get the gifts because everything's on sale. I wish I had the foresight like that. I Every year when it's all over, I go, darn, I should have bought all the things during Black Friday. But I'm just not that organized. But you are. Oh, I did that. I didn't, oh, I didn't did. do software. Oh, yeah. I bought myself a new Apple Watch. I bought myself. Oh, I, you, were, you meant for other people. I, I had to replace my Apple Pencil because I lost it. I brand new Apple Pencil and I lost my pencil, but I bought a new one of those. Does it not I have like all... a find my Apple Pencil setting? It does you... not. Oh, that's it rubbish. <laughs> I was so, I, and all I can imagine is it fell in the trash because I couldn't find it anywhere. Anyway, I did purchase another one and uh, I did all my Christmas shopping on Friday. So I'm done as soon as that star starts to come in this week. Yeah. yeah that's what, okay. that's same boat Christmas shopping. I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot of shopping within Within the actual WordPress plugin economy or theme economy, I've I have pretty much everything that I need, and I bought I bought a few things last year just for the sake of supporting people and 
and that, but I already have those licenses and I'm paying the renewal fees already. So there wasn't, there wasn't a whole ton. And I'm not, I'm not super big on all the AppSumo stuff that a lot of people are. Like some people just go collect licenses, like their Pokemon cards and, you know, power to you like that, you know, it's, it's just fun to have licenses. They like, like collect them. Like, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like their badges of on like, uh, like um, Boy Scout badges or, or something like that. Cub Scouts. Yeah, or, I used to word, be guilty of word, that. Word like, camp name badges. Yeah, I used to be guilty of just consuming AppSumo licenses, and then I just realized I was literally squandering money for exactly what you said. It just sat on a shelf. Um, but I had this I had this sort of idea that I, vaguely at some point in the future, this great idea would come upon me, which I hadn't even got an inkling of yet, and it would come in useful. I, I need a thousand seats for this plugin that I'm never ever going to use. But you know, uh, yeah. So well done for getting all your Christmas shopping. <laughs> Darn it! I really wish I was that organised. Ross. Oh no! First of all, Adrian, tell us about Groundhog. Does it? Do you slash the prices? Do you get involved in any of this? We uh, we do a sale and we do a real sale. We drop our pri our prices are normally multiples of ten. So we have a forty dollar plan, an eighty dollar plan. $30 plan, a $20 plan, and we do all those at 20% off, which brings them down to really nice round numbers. Uh, so 480 becomes 360, 360 becomes <laughs> yeah. 270 or something, uh, or to, I don't know what it becomes. <laughs> something with a zero on the end. <laughs> Some, something with a zero. It's a, it's a really nice round number. Uh, so they all come down. And uh, But if we're going to talk about the marketing side of Black Friday and just like discounting in general, you know, we can we can get into like the psychology of that. And that's something that I actually really enjoy. So if we want to if we want to dive into that. After yeah, no, I, I would, because one of the things that I always think about. So Stella, um, who Michelle was talking about, they've across the board decided to do it. Groundhog, obviously your product, you've decided to do it. Yeah. And I wonder, we'll get to Ross, who I think has got a different position in a minute. But um, but for now. Yeah, tell us about that. Are you, Adrian, Michelle, do you, do you have any insight into Are you just doing it because everybody else is doing it and you, you sort of come across as a bit different? You're, you're not opting in? Or, you know, does it represent a significant amount of annual revenue comes over the last week? Any of those kind of insights? So when I entered the space in 2018, that was, or 2019 was the first year that I did a Black Friday sale for Groundhog because I started pretty late into 2018 to do, to get on the bandwagon. Um, but 2019 was the first year that I did it. Uh, and it was mediocre at best in terms of like revenue. There was a lot of stuff that I hadn't worked out yet, like pricing and positioning and marketing. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that I was totally missing out on. And uh, at that point in time, like there were, pretty much everybody did a black friday sale but it was a little bit less upfront and salesy and markety as it is now like it's a little bit less in your face like people would go around and they'd look for the plugins that they wanted and they pick up a couple licenses for their clients and um everybody would kind of have like either was that like the longest time pan with like maybe two weeks like the week before black friday and then the week of black friday right and then the next year, it extended out like another week. And then the next year, this year, basically people were offering Black Friday discounts six October. <laughs> yeah, is really what it felt like. And uh, so, as a result, I think that the overall impact of Black Friday sales for this year is less significant to my company than it was last year. Last hmm. year, Black Friday sales made up the majority, like by far, like a 5x return this year was more like of a 2x 
And I think the reason for that is probably because of people just being overstimulated with the amount of choice and the sales. And a lot of people, I mean, I sold a ton of a special license, a three-year license. So you can go like sign up for like hosting plans and you sign up for like three years, you get like this epic deal. And I basically did the same thing. Basically, if you buy two years up front, you get a third year free. And I'd actually run that deal this year as well. But I sold a ton of those last year. So those people aren't renewing or aren't buying again right. or aren't doing that again this year. So all of those renewals are basically pushed out three years, which is fine. And it's a great way to, to get customer lock-in. Um, and I think a lot of people bought lifetime deals and a lot of people bought deals like that last year. And overall, people are just less incentivized to spend money on WordPress products. And I don't know if anybody else kind of also experienced that. That's at least what I experienced. Um, but yeah, I mm. hope that that's kind of just that that was my experience share <laughs> yeah no that's good it's interesting that you made it work and you've got a long-term view on it as well you know you obviously realize that things things deals that you did in the past were beneficial then and they may not come back and offer that same benefit for a few more times but you've got the the sort of lock not I, not at least for three years yeah right? that's right that's yeah the, that's uh people who offer lifetime deals right that presents an you know a super huge like spike to revenue day of and probably for like the rest of that year, but the but the next year, like that yeah. money's not coming back. And you got to support all those people for ever as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's and there's there's a lot of companies that I know that swear by it, and 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 you know they're doing gangbusters and and really well. I I don't personally believe that's a smart business move long term because it totally tanks valuation when it comes time to sell yeah. which is also like the end game for most plug-in companies now is like either to join stellar wp or awesome motive <laughs> or some or or one of the other hosting companies just picking up plugins left and right and center and uh so it's either like merge or be acquired and for the, the end game for independents like us and i was unwilling to I don't know. I, if I had a dime for every time I asked to do a lifetime deal, I'd probably be extremely wealthy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when it comes time to sell, like that's a that's a whole obstacle that you have to overcome. Yeah, that's really so, fascinating. So not not to step on Ross, he's just sitting and watching us all talk because we have like, well, an opportunity. Information for me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a couple of things to look at when you're doing that, right? So what is the attrition of your of your average customer? So if you have looked at the lifetime cycles of your customers. And let's say that most people renew for year two and year three, and then they stop renewing altogether. Then a lifetime deal that charges at say times four yep. is going to make you more time, more money off of your average customer than not. So you, there's a, there's more that goes into it than should we, or shouldn't we, right? There's a lot of research that you have to do into what your customer base looks like. And that's no going to be way Right. And it's going to be way different for a for-profit company than a non-profit company, for example. You know, what's the average lifespan of most um, non-profit startups? Do they last? Do they not last? You know, all these questions go into whether or not you should look at lifetime deals, which is why, you know, Give has not done a lifetime, a lifetime deal yet. But, you know, my first year of web designing, I bought um, Elegant Themes lifetime deal, and I still am taking advantage of that. And they could have made so much money off of me over the years because I would have continued to renew. So it really does um, take a lot of that into account, like you were saying, Adrian, and, and whether or not it's it's good money up front. And the second thing I wanted to mention is if you are thinking about selling, let me know because I can put you in contact with the right people at Liquid Web. <laughs> nice. You heard it here first. I heard it here. 
<laughs> That's it. Right. Okay. So we've we've had the serve. We now get the uh, you know the tennis matches afoot. It's now Ross's turn to bat the ball back. Well, and, I just start uh, by saying uh, thanks for those opinions because uh, I'm planning on doing this at some stage. So it's always good to hear people who've got experience uh, doing these things. I'm not I'm not doing things differently because I'm smarter than all of you. Um, it's basically just because I haven't got around to doing it yet in a way. Um, by that, what I mean is the plugin I'm selling has been basically at the same price for like six years. Um, only the last few years, I really decided, right, we're going to take it forward another step. Um, we're going to up the game and we're going to hire, we're going to grow and that kind of stuff. Um, and so until I put up the prices, which is inevitable, because it's not even at the rate of inflation uh, from when we started, um, up until that point, we're not going to do any offers and deals. So we're working on a really big new version of version three that's been in the pipeline for a long time. Um, and once that comes out, we'll adjust our prices and then we're probably going to get connected to this whole Black Friday cycle. Interesting. Okay. Black, so it, it's not even really like a, so Black Friday is less of an opportunity to like offer a sale as more as it is an excuse to email like, everybody mm -hmm. on your list. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that for for example, my company, I we offer twenty five percent on on Black Friday is the deal that we offered, and the rest of the year, we make it brain dead easy to get fifteen percent off. Like you can at, at any point, do we never offer anybody who asks for it a discount? There's like seventeen forms that you could submit on our website to get a discount for fifteen percent off. And on our checkout page, if you put in like save 15 into our discount code thing, which everybody tries because like you might get lucky, like we'll automatically give you a valid discount code. Even if you input something that doesn't exist, we'll give you 15% just for the sake of trying. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and people think like, yeah, I beat the system, right? And and like, so we'll, we'll we bake it into the margin. Like that's just what you do as... Yeah. A software company is you you bake it you bake whatever you can offer into the margin so that you can still be profitable if someone uses it right if you're yeah, if you're saying about my margins i need to fluff them up a bit so i can bake it in <laughs> exactly because people ask yeah. for codes and if you're giving everybody a, a, a discount but it's not baked in the margin you're losing money and that's not good right you have to you have to make money in order to be a business in order to write code in order to support the people that you're hiring in order to do the sports for the people who use the plugin right it, it, that's 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 how it works yeah. so we make it into the margins and you know 25 percent off is a little bit more than we usually offer but it's still well within you know our, our comfortable range and really it's more of an excuse to just like get those people who've been on our list since february over the edge and a, an excuse to just blast an email every single day about black friday because people expect it and people are comfortable with receiving that messaging during this period of time versus maybe any other point of the year where they basically write back and play. It's like, hey, you're emailing me too much. Yeah. Right. But they're bombarded by all of these different companies. And it's like, oh, oh, it's okay now. <laughs> I am. I, for obvious reasons, I sign up to literally every WordPress company that I come up against. I sign up to their email uh, newsletter and and most of the year that that leads to a trickle of things you know there's a product update or we've um, we've been acquired or whatever there's a, there's a handful of things coming in this this last couple of weeks was a real illustration like no other year of how unbelievably 
intense it is. Because yesterday, when I went to sleep, um, I had I had forty eight emails in my inbox. I woke up this morning, and there were three hundred and something emails in my inbox, and almost every single one of them you can you know there's like two or three in there that are ones that i want to read everybody was announcing today that you know the final day of the deal and i thought boy you know if, if there's anybody like me i am i'm just absolutely out on the floor unable to process that amount and and so that that's interesting you know carving your way through that noise and and getting to your customers and it's uh, more this time of year is so hard it's very it's very hard and i think the fact that there's just so much stuff to sort through yep. that really the only way that it works is if someone is already at a very high stage of product buyer awareness, right? Yeah. Or like, uh, like yeah. purchasing awareness level. Like if someone is already like, I've been waiting for this to go on sale for like six months and those people exist. Those people are out there and those people are going to buy. But for someone who's like at a very like lower level, who's maybe only like problem aware and not necessarily product or solution aware that they're going to, it's going to be a, such a more difficult time this year than any other year to really kind of get them over the fence. Unless you have like the best sort of like onboarding content strategy on the face of planet earth. I probably don't have that, <laughs> but if you do, then. You know. No, you know what? That's really curious because your eye is drawn to the one product and you don't delete it. I was just going delete, 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 delete with the tiniest of glances to who it was from. But the yeah. one or two that I was actually interested in, haven't bought anything, as I say, but they, they missed it. And they so you're right. I think that's true. Uh, they made the cut. Um, the, this is Chris Hughes. He's saying, uh, you know, you should try the code test 100 on, on the crown dog <laughs> website. <laughs> <laughs> see, if, see if that works. I doubt it. But, uh, Chris Hughes every, every year for the last few years, we've, uh, we've had Chris Hughes on this episode where we talk about black Friday and Chris spends a prodigious amount. It's the, you know, it's probably the equ equivalent of a small United States state on black Friday deals. Chris, it, it would probably be easy to say, what didn't you buy this? year but um he says he says he's living in a tent now as a result which is... uh, hope he doesn't live in toronto or rochester yeah, that's right yeah Duh, it's minus one degree celsius here this morning so yeah we got something similar in the uk actually this week yeah. it's really really cold okay right now so from so we talked about the all of this black friday stuff and whether you bought deals or what have you i saw this really interesting piece this week and okay Let's get this out at the beginning. Nobody, I cannot tell you whether what I'm reading in this article is true. I just mm -hmm. want to raise it as a subject. I'm not trying to name and shame anybody. It's on wpraccoon.co. And this is, I'm imagining Adrian with your groundhog, groundhog hat on and your expertise in marketing. You probably have something about this. Uh, this is the idea that some companies, WordPress or otherwise, but it deals with the WordPress side of things, Kind of go to the go to the lengths of trying to convince you that there's an offer on, whereas in fact there isn't. In other words, the pricing during the year is basically the same, and then they kind of simply manufacture that they've had a sale. I guess the principle being that you are uh, you are convinced that you're getting 20, 30, 50 percent, whatever it might be off. But if you were actually to rewind the clock a couple of months ago and look at the same website, you'd, you'd only discover that it was exactly the same thing. Now, I don't know where I fit on this. Obviously, if people are prepared to pay that amount of money, that 
seems that's okay. But it does seem a little bit dubious that there are some um, some people out there who kind of take this position. I don't know if anybody's got a, a thought well, on this. It's a bit controversial, and I don't want anybody to get in any trouble. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, Go on, Ross. That, that's what Amazon's been doing for years. That's why you have the Amazon price trackers, so you can see if the products have been inflated before the, the sales day. So many, many products on Amazon, they go up before they go on the Black Friday, Black Friday sale. Um, and then to get around that, you have other websites which track the price of these products year long round just to make sure you don't get caught out on these kind of things. So either, either we need to do something like that for WordPress or I don't know. <laughs> do you know, Ross, that's a really interesting idea, like a plug-in price tracker that would go and yeah. maybe there is something uh, that would go and scrape the prices year round and, and put them onto, uh, you know, like some sort of table or something. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. If only we had some sort of expert that would, you know, some searching and filtering kind of. Somebody needs it. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's it. Yeah. That, but that's a really, it's a really curious idea. Sounded like Adrian, you wanted to chip in there as well. Um, I'll go. I'll go after Michelle. Okay. Because I've been talking a lot. So. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just find it very interesting, and and I know that um, the brands that I represent were very, you know, very keenly aware of how this works. And we know that people watch our prices all year long and the integrity is here, right? We would, it would never even occur to us to raise prices before we lower prices or pretend that we're having a sale on anything. Um, when you see our black Friday, cyber Monday sales, you're actually getting a really good deal that we're not offering any other point in the year. So I just think people, people are more savvy than a lot of companies think they are. And, you know, if, if you've been looking to buy something for a while, you're, you've been watching the price and you know what's going on. And then, you know, if you're going to buy the competitor, if you're going to buy the product that you're looking for. And, and you know, it's just just have have integrity. Everybody should have integrity, especially in this industry where we give away so much for free already anyway. And their repository just have their integrity that you need to be able to continue to move forward and be somebody that people can trust and rely on. Um, and the Wayback Machine is your best friend. Um, it is. Yeah. Uh, Every time you say Wayback Machine, I think of Mr. Peabody. <laughs> that was a great film. I really enjoyed watching that with my kids. Yeah. Uh, Adrian. So, so there, are, there are two groups of people, of buyers within WordPress. There are the WordPress professionals and kind of community members, people like us. People who go to WordCamp, people who go to WordPress meetups, people who watch and listen and attend State of the Word. Uh, and then there are people who visit uh, or mm. who use WordPress as a means to an end. And the first interaction that they have with WordPress is WP Beginner. Right. Those are like the two kind of groups within WordPress. And one of those groups is so much more susceptible to sort of like what people may now consider as like, you know, a little bit shady marketing practices like manufactured FOMO and scarcity and, and things like that. Right. Which have been around, like these are not new strategies and they are valid tactics. Like FOMO is the driving factor of black Friday sales. And I capitalize on that as I'm sure as every company at stellar WP does and every company at awesome motive does and everybody, every other independent WordPress company out there, capitalizes on the FOMO of Black Friday by offering a discount, right? 
you know, and as I mentioned, I make it totally brain dead easy to get a deal on Groundhog every single day of this year. It's not as good as the one we have on Black Friday, but it's still a deal. And that's baked into the margin and that's manufactured, right? But I don't think anyone is going to accuse me of like being shady about it, right? It's like I have probably like still 75% of my sales are full price, even though I make it like so easy. It's just people don't know what they don't know. And I don't think manufacturing, you know, the ability to give a discount into your price is a bad, is a bad strategy or a bad tactic or something that is shady. And I don't think giving people discounts on that manufactured price is sort of bad practice. And there are companies within the WordPress space that make it super brain dead easy to get 30% off every single day of the year. And there's always a sale on at the top of their website every single time. And, you know, it's an evergreen FOMO scarcity builder, right? But that thing works for that subset of WordPress users that I mentioned earlier. And it's just a different, it's a different customer market that they're after. They're not after us. So what we perceive as maybe something that's a little bit dubious, someone who's in their market or someone who they're specifically targeting would have no idea or not even care, or they're probably doing it on their own website. And they see that as an opportunity rather than something that's dubious because we're just at a different mindset. Sorry to ask, right. do you think you might alienate some of the more serious within in this concept, more, you know, more of the serious, let's say developers or something, those kind of users of products by having those um, banners always across the top all year round? I know for me, I, would, I, I, I get put off companies when they have marketing tactics like that. So if I need to use their plugin, I'll probably still end up buying it. But if I don't need to use it, I would have probably- well, That's, that's the thing, you still first. would. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And it's like, I use a ton and, and we all know who we're talking about here, but I'm not going to name and shame. Right. But I use several of their products because they're good and because they work and because they make my life easier, regardless of whatever marketing they tactics they, they do. And because, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do to target that specific segment. They're not targeting us, but we use them because they work. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's sort of the thing. If, it, you know, if they alienate a few people along the way, I'm sure that that market or that pe- the people that they're alienating is a much smaller group than those that they are attracting. And, you know, which is kind of like how they operate. It's business first, right? That's sort of like an easy decision to make every single time, right? Mm-hmm. True. Some of us, some some companies choose to operate differently. And that's also fine. Right. Thank you. Uh, I know Michelle's got to go in just a few minutes' time. Um, we, Michelle, if we carry on just for a couple of minutes and you need to drop out, um, f- of course, we understand your yes. time is precious. That's absolutely fine. Um, if, if you want to contribute on this next one very quickly before we head off, you can. This is um, over on WP Tavern, but in all honesty, I think you could probably have found this story almost anywhere this week, including on kind of normal domestic channels in the UK mm-hmm. it made it it's made its way into just regular print and television media and this is the the story that GoDaddy um, had a data breach this week I'm sure it couldn't have bypassed you 1.2 million active and inactive managed WordPress hosting accounts um, data was exfiltrated I don't know the details about how that was done 
but it looks like whoever it was that managed to get in got in on the 6th of September, so quite a while ago. And it says here that essentially it's locked to the managed WordPress hosting side of things. So I believe that if you're not on the managed WordPress hosting side, you don't need to worry about it. But um, it's, yeah, like I say, Manage WordPress hosting customers had their email addresses and customer number ex exposed. The exposure of the email address presents a risk of phishing attacks. So I'm quoting the original WordPress admin password was set at the time of the uh, provisioning was exposed. And if those credentials were still in use, they say that they reset them. Anyway, we could go on. We've got very little time. We've probably got about two minutes left. But um, just curious to see what anybody's reaction was about this. It's a pretty... It's a pretty bad PR hit for GoDaddy, I guess. I, I'd just like to say that it's a reminder that anybody can t hack into anything. Too with right. the, within the, You know, I mean, nothing is is locked so tight that, that it can't, there's not a way around it, especially when you're looking at the fact that it's not, you know, steel walls and, um, you know, fireproof doors and things like that. It's It's code. And if there's a way to get around it, somebody will find a way to get around it. And it may take longer or it may not take longer, but just a reminder to keep, you know, your passwords different on different sites to make sure that you've done everything you can as a user, any place that you are to protect yourself because nobody is, um, you know, uh, not everybody is a bit of able to be hacked no matter what. It says, and I'll quote, it says, GoDaddy's initial investigation showed that the attacker gains ac gained access using comp a compromised password. Um, so presumably this was, I I'm guessing, uh, forgive me if I've got this wrong, but it sounds like an old, perhaps a, an old employee or something like that, but they gained access okay. through a password which did exist. So that account at some point had existed. So that I kind of guess makes the attack slightly different as opposed to them just sort of rocking up and figuring out a right. back door. Which um, then says, don't put your password on a post-it note and stick it underneath your, yeah. your keyboard. Because, yeah. you know, don't make yeah. it yeah. admin one, two, three, four either. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I heard. I heard. Um, I listen to a security podcast each and every week, and that that is the password of choice. Guess it. it, I, it used to be monkey one two three, believe it or not, and word. and now it is one two three four five six. Or uh, for a bit of variety, you can go six five four three two one. They're the most popular <laughs> ones, and just because you can't be bothered to hit the the six key, that's too much effort. Uh, the next one is one two three four five. Following up from that is the word password. <laughs> yeah. oh, you can't Creative. make it up. Um, anyway, if you're a GoDaddy customer, I imagine that you've been reached out to by their support at this point. Um, but yes, we're, we, we are literally out of time. There probably was yes. a whole boatload more to say about that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to just wrap it up because I need to get everybody to wave. Could you all give us a wave at the same time because I use that? Yay, we've done it. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, quick thanks. Firstly, I'll say thanks to Michelle in case she needs to just sort of flee the scene. Thank you, Michelle, for joining us this <laughs> week, co-host of the show. We'll have you back at some point very, very soon, Absolutely. I'm sure. And um, thank you, Adrian from Groundhog. Um, Michelle, if you're going, that's fine. Do you want to just I say a goodbye and give us your Twitter and all of that? Yep. So you can find me on Twitter at, at Michelle Ames and all of my everything is at worksbymichelle.com. And go to at a big orange heart tomorrow and you'll find Michelle yes. doing the, uh, the Twitter spaces thing for big orange Absolutely. heart. Adrian, where can we Bye. find you? Bye. Uh, so find me at groundhog with two G's, which is here. <laughs> dot IO. And, uh, we got 
25% off all their stuff. Or if you're an existing customer, which I see a couple of you actually on the on the live chat are, I think Christopher Hughes is a customer actually. He's bound to be a customer. He owns um, Christopher, <laughs> you can get, you can extend your license for another three years if you want. I know you did that last year, I think. So if you want to do it for again and push your renewal all the way out to like 2026 or whatever, you know, we got, we got that for you. So it's, it's sold. Hit me up. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ross, what about you? Where can we find you? Uh, easiest way to find me is on Twitter. Um, my handle's a bit odd, so you can find me at search and filter. Uh, from there, you'll be able to find me. Thank you very much indeed. Hopefully, guys, you've enjoyed the experience, and we'll have you back at some point on the show. If we, if you know, if we don't see you until Christmas and the holiday season, have an enjoyable holiday, and we will be back this time next week. I can't honestly remember who's coming on the show, but we'll be here as <laughs> as we always do, Monday, two p.m. UK time, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Thank you very much.